Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center and Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO here of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 600-seat call center outsourcing organization here located in northwestern Pennsylvania. How's everybody doing? Oh, man, a lot going on. First of all, very honored, proud to have been named a top 25 thought leader um, from ICMI, right? which is a pretty, I don't know, I think it's a, it's a pretty well-known list. It's my first time kind of on that list with some of the names that are you know, kind of, I guess, legends kind of in the in the call center and, and even more in the, in the customer experience industry. So super proud of that. That's come from one of you. I don't know who nominated me, but I, I really appreciate it if you're listening. The other thing is because of this, we're going to do a uh, ICMI Top 25 Thought Leader Series. So I've, I've talked to a couple of the um, other people who are on the list and, and every single person I've talked to has been really excited to come on. So I believe starting next week, we're going to have a, uh, I'm not going to give any names out. I'm going to do a surprise kind of uh, every every week, but I think at least twice a month, you know, for the next couple months, we're going to do some kind of in-depth interviews with, with some of these thought leaders, you know, to talk about everything from customer experience to, you know, building community and, and, and building kind of those advocates for your brand to retention to hardcore contact center operations. So, if you're into customer experience, contact center, obviously you're you are if you're listening to my voice. So really excited for that. Also, the new book is out. Advice from a call center geek 3.0. If you are listening to this, today's the 28th of uh, January until Tuesday, which I believe is like the first or the second. The book is free on Amazon if you want to download the Kindle paperback, which is over 200 pages, is $14.99. You can find that on Amazon as well, but Check that out if you are interested in any of that. All right, I want to get into something that is on topic, but a little off topic, but is super interesting to me, and it needs to be super interesting to you as well. And that's, we did we did an episode probably a couple months ago on, on NFTs and how they correlate to customer experience, but I want to have a broader NFT blockchain conversation. And, and have you really start to understand that this is not going away. This is not a fad. This is something that is going to be ingrained into everything. So over the next one year, three years, five years, you're not going to have a choice. 
because NFTs are going to be the way that businesses are going to start to interact with customers, start to add more utility, more value to customers. And if your organization, if you're not thinking about it, if I don't want any listener here to be behind the times, right? One of the things that we always like to focus on in the podcast is technology. And again, that we can't touch on all technology because we're trying to say in that, that customer experience kind of centric context center world. But this is going to touch customer experience, how people talk to customers, how they interact, how they, how they utilize community so much that I want all of you guys to at least start to think about this, start to do research on your own. It's so vitally important uh, to where the industry, to where everything is going to be you know, in the, in the next coming five, 10 years. God, I can't imagine what our kids are going to see, right? I'm 45 years old. My daughter is nine. My son is six. They're into Fortnite. They're into, uh, what is it? Roblox, right? They're into Minecraft, right? And all of these things are precursors to what the metaverse and what NFTs are going to be. So I want to go into, I want to go into a couple ways that I think NFTs are going to add a lot of value to your life. Uh, they're going to add a lot of value to your business and why you need to start to think about them. Let's start at the very basics, right? Of what is an NFT. For those of you who do not know, it's called, it stands for non-fungible token. And basically it is a digital asset that is written in the blockchain, right? So you can tell the prominence of it, right? You can tell who's the owner of it. It can be bought, it can be sold, but what is it, right? A lot of people just think it's this JPEG picture. Like you see those crypto punks, right? You just see a picture of a punk and people own it and they're paying 4 million bucks for it. And you're like, well, that is the dumbest thing ever. That's valuable because it's just rare, but I don't think it's a really great example of what the power of the NFT is, right? So not only is it that little picture of art that's written in the blockchain that shows ownership, but in the back end of this, there's code that is written and it's in a smart contract. And this smart contract can can do anything that a regular contract can do and people's imaginations are going wild with what the, the power of that contract and what we can utilize it for on the blockchain. So think about this, like if that's kind of hard to, this is the best example I think I've been able to give is, you know, people talk about a baseball card. What's a baseball card? If you think about it, like a Mickey Mantle rookie card, if you really just look at it, all it is is a piece of cardboard, or right? It's it's just a picture with a on a piece of cardboard. But it has intrinsic value. It has rarity. We think that it's worth something because... People want to own that. There's memories to it. There's there's a ton that goes with that, right? And I think there's there's the same thing with an NFT, right? On its face value, all it is, right, is just this digital asset. But again, it's it's a baseball card on steroids because of the utility of the smart contract behind it and all the things that we're going to be able to do. For example, and again, I think this is the best example to go with the baseball card. In the next couple of years, and you might even start to see it next year, this is the example I love to give because it's happening, is sports teams, whether you're an NFL team, you're an MLB team, you're a, you're somebody who is a, a ticket master, right? You're going to give tickets to concerts. So anything that has a ticket, you're not going to buy a ticket anymore. You're going to buy an NFT, and you're going to buy levels of NFTs, right? So, so let's just say you're going, I'm a Steeler fan. Let's say, I know, right? Ben Roethlisberger. See ya. Thanks, buddy. But anyway, let's say you buy a, a ticket to the Steelers versus the Browns, right? And that ticket is going to come, and you're going to actually not buy a ticket anymore. Again, you're going to buy that NFT, 
right? That NFT is going to have your seat number, the day of the game, all that written into it, right? Maybe that's just a core ticket. But let's say, you know what, I want a, I want a gold ticket. And that gold ticket might have the same seat, same date, but you get access to a, a party with legend five legendary Steelers that are going to sign autographs, right? So there's, there's some utility that's written into that one, right? So you can actually choose a level of ticket that you like. Let's say then too, remember, you now own this NFT. Let's say three days before the game, you can't go. Just like a regular ticket, right? You could sell it, right? There's, there's value to that that can be sold before the game. But here's the awesome thing is, while yes, you could sell a ticket stub after a game, there's not a huge market for that. But let's just say this new quarterback that the Steelers draft, he throws for 600 yards in his in his debut, right? That NFT that you have for that game is now going to be worth a lot of money to a lot of collectors. So that can be now sold on the open market. Every single time it gets sold, the Steelers also get a kickback of like normally it's 5 to 10% as well. So there's recurring income that keeps on going, right? So the the value of that compared to a ticket is tenfold, Right. And that's just the, the most basic example. So you can kind of see how this could just really go into different areas. I wrote some things down here, just totally brainstorming of what I've seen in the NFT market. Now I'm huge into the NFT space. I own probably about a hundred different NFTs, um, have found them to be a lot of fun and extremely valuable and have a nice portfolio that I have built, you know, as I've learned and, and tried to learn as much as I possibly can about the space, who's who's in it, who's not in it, who's who's in it for the right reasons, um, and, and some of the ideas that people have, which are just absolutely fascinating to me. And at the end of this, I'm going to tell you about my NFT project that, that I'm going to do because I'd love to hear some feedback for you. All right, but let's talk about the first part here. And I have, I have this kind of broken down, but you know, some of the things you guys, there's a lot of customer service contact center professionals. You know, think about some of these th- different things that you could do from a servicing standpoint. And number one are, are kind of tiers of service. Now, that's nothing new, right? You could say, hey, I'm, I just want tier one, which is email, and tier two, which is email and chat, and tier three, which is voice, right? So you could have gold, silver, bronze, NFT packages, right, that you sell. Um, and the good thing is, if let's say, I buy this NFT package for service for my TV. And let's say I get a new TV. I still have this package. Well, the great thing is I can sell that, right? I can actually sell the service package to somebody else who has that TV, right? So now I'm not stuck with just something that I paid for. Or maybe I just say, hey, don't pay for it anymore, right? If it's a monthly, um, but I can actually make money for myself buying these things or buying this and then and then selling it. Same thing with, you know, when it comes to, to different customer tiers, right? And it's like a like a SaaS company, right? Same kind of thing, like where you have, you know, a level one, level two, level three, and, and the different utilities that you can get on the website. But the same thing is you own the NFT. Now that you those utilities, if you don't want that product anymore, if you if you if you don't like it, you can actually sell it. Right. And you can sell the NFT to me who now wants that product. So it, it's it's now everything has has a digital life of its own, right? And you can actually use these assets that you're accumulating that normally you would just use as a service, but now this service kind of has has a has kind of a, a a brick and mortar feel to it, right? Where you can actually take that; it's tangible. This these digital things, these service things, are not tangible that can be bought and sold uh, to to other people. 
you know, the other thing that I love is access, right? So different levels of access. And you're seeing this with performers. You're seeing this with singers and, and concert um, goers to where you know, different levels of ticket provide you different services or different access to the to maybe the celebrity where maybe, you know, a gold is you get to hang out in the back um, before concert for an hour and, and you know, have a beer. Uh, maybe a silver is, you know, there's just an autograph session. And maybe there's just core tickets that are regular tickets that you get to go to. And again, these can be bought. These can be sold. There's rarity to them because there's not going to be that many of those those gold ones, right? And even on the secondary market, those are going to be worth something. So think about it. How you may want access, you know, with customers. What could they access your company to? How, what, what different utilities could, could that add to? You know, the other thing is content, right? It's, you know, it's things that I'm thinking about playing around with is, you know, having a, a advice from a call center geek gold and a, an advice from a call center geek silver to where maybe the gold is, you know, there's certain specific utilities, certain, um, you know, private, um, ask me anything and you get access. And maybe there's, there's 20 minutes of my time that I'll spend with you, you know, talking about your contact center, you know, every quarter. Um, and then there's a silver where, you know, maybe you just, you know, you can, you get access to my SMS. And, and if you'd like to text me a question, those types of things, to- totally thinking that through, not even close to ready, but just again, you can see how my mind is going. And I know that this is, there's just a lot of stuff here. I'm just kind of throwing out. But again, brainstorming, this is this is me brainstorming to you, start to think about some of these things, right? We talked about kind of SaaS companies and how they can utilize this. It's a no-brainer for, for a SaaS company to, you know, to, to basically have their NFT on there. If you don't want it, think about retention of that, right? Instead of just canceling the service, you're going to go sell it, right? You're going to go, you know, offer that to somebody else. So the problem with retention becomes all for naught. Think about this. Let's say that you offer a some type of pet product, right? Let's say it's like a a pet insurance product, and you pay one time fee five hundred dollars for that product. And you know, if you did the math over what somebody might pay, you know, by month, you know, that would probably work out pretty well for you. Let's say their their pet, you know, passes away, or let's say uh, the you know the the kid moves out of the house and takes the pet with him, you don't need that pet insurance anymore, then you can sell it, right? You can sell it, right? So again, these these service, these things that you now think are non-tangible become tangible, become able to be sold. It's profitable for the organization because nobody's canceling. Uh, there's a set amount of them in theory, um, or I guess there could be as many as you want, uh, but the the person who owns them doesn't feel like they're trapped, or, you know, that they cancel at a certain time, then actually make money off of these. I mean, I can almost see that this becomes its own little little bit of an industry. But the other thing I see this, you know, taking really taking off is, is crowdfunding, fundraising, um, real estate or, or, you know, REITs. Uh, to have a startup that says, hey, here's what my startup's going to do. We are going to you know, basically sell stock and the stock is basically going to be NFTs and we're going to sell 10,000 shares, which are 10,000 tokens. And they're going to cost a thousand dollars a piece. And all these people are going to buy them, right? We're going to sell out. And then that's how we're going to crowdfund our organization. That's how we're going to, 
you know, fundraise our, our product that we're doing. That's how we're going to raise money to, you know, purchase these buildings. And then a percentage of the, of the profits, say it's 70% of the profits go back to the token holders. And there can be different levels of token holder too, right? Like that gold, silver, bronze kind of model. Maybe one's 2,000 bucks, one's 1,000, one's 500. You get different percentages and different shares. And again, all of these can be sold if, if you're not, if you're not into it. From a technology standpoint, I can see NFTs becoming basically kind of APIs or pieces of code, right? That instantly you can buy to do specific certain things. There's a project right now that is dealing with AI. And basically they're training you're you're training AI bots. So you're you're speaking to them every day. And and when thousands and thousands of people are speaking to them, they're actually learning. And you're you'll be able to use this piece of AI code, this this bot, right, to help you, right? Eventually, it will become your personal assistant. It will be able to do specific things for you, um, like an assistant, right? So again, little pieces of code that you can put into your software um, are going to be NFTs, and then you can buy and sell that code. Um, It's just, it's fascinating to see all this stuff. Obviously, the metaverse, right? We are trying to create a, uh, the first virtual reality contact center, in the metaverse, which we're working on, right? NFTs are, are, are going to be a huge part of that, right? From purchasing land in there to the contracts that, that bind, you know, one, one organization in this metaverse to the other, a ton of different, uh, digital tools, right? Uh, even with kids with their gaming, right? NFTs right now are, are being basically, I don't know, uh, grown in their thought process right if your child plays Fortnite, they're buying skins right which are basically just outfits that the character wears and currently that's just kind of that money stuck in the game very shortly there's no doubt about it that that's going to be able to be bought and sold and you're going to be able to go into a marketplace and jimmy who just bought this banana skin right and Susie's going to be able to purchase that and now she's going to own that there's going to be prominence of it there's going to be rarity to these things. Some are going to be worth more than others. And instead of just paying the game, right? You're basically you're paying the game still because they're getting a kickback from every single time it gets sold. Uh, but it's basically a a, a mar- an open marketplace, right? For digital assets, and that that's going to happen. Roblox, like I could totally see like a Facebook, which is now Meta, purchasing Roblox to get them obviously into their metaverse and to start that process of them making making money. So again, I, this is a rambling episode and I apologize for that. I just get so excited about it. And literally as I was type as I was typing, as I was talking here, I stopped about halfway through to send an email to one of our clients because I just had an idea for an NFT for their project, for their their customer service project that we that they've outsourced to us. So Again, I'm trying to, again, even with my clients, to keep them on the, the cutting edge, see if there's anything else that I can do to add value other than just, you know, answering calls and answering chats and you know, answering emails. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So again, I hope this episode opens your mind to this. All I want this to do is this isn't the end all be all. This is the beginning of your journey. I want to just create right that the flashpoints in your head to to start to think about this having said that let me tell you about my nft project that i'm that we're working on here um, this will not be ready to be launched until early next year i'm trying to do it right so many people are trying to just do money grabs for nfts right now because it's it's the wild wild west uh, 
So I'm calling it Inc. Incubator 3.0 or Inc. 3.0, right? 3.0 meaning Web 3.0 and Inc. Incubator meaning we're going to try to create startups in the metaverse uh, based on what the community that would buy these NFTs would like. So let me give you an example. So we're going to have different levels, again, of rarity and utility. So we're going to we're going to organize this like an like a company. So there's going to be you know, I don't have it exact the exact amounts in front of me. But but for example, 500 CEO tokens and 2000 executive VP tokens and 2000 VP tokens and then two or three thousand manager tokens and then two or three thousand you know, core frontline worker tokens. All right, so different rarity for each of those. Um, the rarities between, let's say, you know, when we're talking about the senior VPs, there'll be uh, finance tokens and marketing and operations and you know all the different aspects of a business. And what we'll do is is people will purchase these. We'll do a, a ten thousand token NFT drop. You'll randomly get you know whatever you you comes up and you kind of just randomly get you could get a ceo token you could get a core token the ceo tokens obviously will be the most rare there'll be rarity that you know kind of becomes you know part of them Um, but this is kind of how this will work there'll also be a, a larger percentage of profits going kind of to the top all the way down and profits meaning of startups that we would like to create so if everybody purchases and I sell out these 10,000 tokens, that should be about a f- roughly $5 million kind of in the pot. So we're going to take, you know, about six to $700,000 and do kind of proof of concept startups on three different types of organizations to start the community, right? We're going to have quote unquote board meetings, right? Or shareholder meetings. Right? That's probably a better way to put it. Shareholder meetings where everybody's going to vote on what type of organization do we want to start, right? Do we want to start a virtual reality company? Do we want to start and purchase a ton of land and and become realtors in, uh, in Decentraland, which is a, a metaverse? Do we want to um, create augmented reality tools? You know, what, what do we want to do that has to do with the technology and Web 3.0? Have enough funding for these, for, for three of them. And if any of them take off, Right, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe we create the next Apple, right? And then all those ten thousand initial shareholders, those token holders will be billionaires or millionaires, or it could go to be nothing, right? And it still, I think there's some rarity because it's kind of the first time that anyone's trying to do something like this. So again, I'm trying to create a kind of a a startup incubator community um, to where we can all put their tokens. Um, all have a voice, and then all receive the the funding back or the profit profitability back if any of these actually, you know, go. So again, that's kind of where where my thought is on this. Again, that's my entrepreneurial kind of side plus the business side. I'm going to take my 3D virtual contact center. That's going to be one of the first things that we try to kind of monetize through this because it's already in the process that's coming out of my pocket. So it's already kind of down the road. So excited about that. So again, love to know what you hear about that. I, Again, I apologize if this is a rambling episode. This is just something I get pretty excited about. But anyway, I will talk to all of you guys uh, next week. Love to hear your thoughts on the episode.